I'm Rebecca Meinhart. I'm an anesthesiologist at Massachusetts General Hospital. I do research simulation teaching there. I'm also a director of the anesthesia clinical courses at the Center for Medical Simulation. I'm here with Jenny Rudolph here at uh, Recess TO. Do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm the executive director at the Center for Medical Simulation, an org behavior scholar, and interested in everything teamwork, psych safety, reflection, debriefing, etc. Perfect. We're here at Recess TO, which is it's an educational conference really trying to think about how we coordinate teams and resuscitate patients in the most difficult of situations and how we buff up our skills so it's both content and instructional. It's a goldmine. So Jenny, you really came back talking about this design thinking workshop you went to. I'll just say who was taught by it was taught by Sean Malloy, who is a sessional instructor in health systems design. He's at the Design for Health graduate program. He's at the Ontario College of Art and Design, also known as OCADU. It was also led by Andrew Petrosaniak. He's an emergency medicine physician and trauma team leader. He's the lead for translational simulation and clinical integration at St. Michael's Hospital at the University of Toronto. And then Carrie White, who is a clinical lead manager at St. Michael's Hospital as well. She's a respiratory therapist and she's actually is a flight RT as well. And so tell me a little bit about, it sounds like there were five things that were incorporated into design thinking. There was empathize, define, ideate, prototype, and test. But you were really focused on the define. You were just having so many ideas and thoughts about it. So tell me a little bit about what you were thinking. Yeah. So Rebecca, I have been thinking a lot about design thinking for acute care, healthcare, and for teaching and learning with simulation for the last two years, really, because as the executive director, I have to figure out how are we going to innovate at the Center for Medical Simulation? How are we going to disrupt ourselves? How are we going to create new things? What are the real problems people have? What are the gains they're trying to reach? What are their aspirations? So I've been thinking really hard about the empathize part and doing a lot of learning around jobs, pains, and gains, jobs to be done, different ways of thinking about what do clinicians need to make their work better. However, I kept finding myself a little stymied once I gathered all that information because I would have, for example, a very rich picture of something we care a lot about at the Center for Medical Simulation, which is high-quality feedback, high-quality debriefing. We design a lot of courses around that. So I had a sense of some of the pains, like if I have a crap feedback conversation, I ruin my relationship with the learner or I ruin my relationship with my colleague. That's a big pain that people have. If I have a great feedback conversation, people find that their relationship deepens and they become a trusted go-to person. So I've learned about these kinds of pains and gains from good and bad feedback conversations. But I found myself stymied like, how big should we go? How many of these problems should we solve? What should we do? And so what I thought Petro, Sean Malloy, and Carrie White did a beautiful job on is helping us understand this thing called the problem statement. And that goes under the rubric, one of the things of how might we X for Y person in such and such a situation or for such and such a product. So for instance, the example they gave us is how might we redesign ice cream for kids to make it more portable? So (laughs) that is a well-specified problem because it's not too big, it's not too small. And, you know, kids could take their ice cream to school for lunch if it were more portable. You know, I don't know how that would happen. And anyway, (laughs) so for me, it started me thinking about how might we 
help busy acute care clinicians have difficult feedback conversations in some kind of a context. So I'm still working on my problem statement, mm -hmm. but I felt like it helped me at least get into the ballpark. Mm -hmm. So not too broad, not too narrow, but trying to figure out what is exactly the right amount of information to build the rest of the steps upon to really create a powerful, impactful program. Exactly. And by giving ourselves a better defined problem statement, it lets us not go too far afield or not to have too premature closure. Mm -hmm. Pulling that all together, trying not to be too broad or too narrow, what I came up with was something like, how might we redesign learning feedback skills in acute care contexts for busy clinical educators and managers in order to strengthen relationships and prevent bad feedback disasters. Mm. Not sure if that's narrow enough or not too broad, but I felt like it helped me possibly think about designing and developing a course in the right ballpark. It's very aspirational. I want to take that course. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs>